time for Bump and Run, the podcast all about golf. Here are your hosts, Bob and Jamie. And welcome to another edition of Bump and Run. I am Run. And I am Bob. And uh, I can't believe there's nothing to talk about here this week. Nope. Nothing at all. Let's just preview the season. Okay, let's talk about maybe... The upcoming season. Maybe talk about uh, top picks for the web.com tour uh, for this year. Yeah. Or uh, sites for the new uh, McKenzie tour events. (laughs) Right. Or the QB shootout. QBE shootout. We could talk about that. DNC father and son. Former. That could be a big one, too. No, of course. uh, We know that uh, the return of El Tigre... Last week was uh, met with uh, lots of attention and lots of opinions. And just to start off, I guess, uh, what did you think of what you saw of the uh, the fourteen time major champion? Well, I was uh, I was very impressed. Um, a lot farther along than I think we all thought he was. Um, he was he was terrific for the most part off the tee. Um, but what really stood out for me was um, his la- like his putting from the five to eight foot range. Um, I really thought on the greens he was really good. And again, you know it's a resort course, but you know again the the result doesn't matter. I think we're both agreement on yeah. that. Um, and he he seemed healthy coming off the course, so it's all positive. I think uh, compared to a year ago. Yeah, I think I think uh, a he walked off the golf course without holding his back. B he was smiling. Uh, the two things that I picked up were the speed of his his ball speed and how hard he was swinging. Obviously, not anticipating any pain. And the overall state of his game, when you consider really he's only been playing full golf for five weeks heading into that tournament, I thought was pretty remarkable because <clears throat> he because of the President's right. Cup he I, was hitting sixty yard wedge shots. That was all he was hitting. Uh, right, and I right. know driving, I know a lot of people said, wow, you know, he, in the last round, he only missed one fairway. Now, these fairways aren't PGA Tour width, I think, in most PGA Tour events anyway, or majors for sure. So I think we take that That's a little bit of, take that a little bit back. But distance was there, control was there. I think the only thing really in question may have been his short game, which is probably just rust right. more than anything. Exactly. I think, uh, you know, you can practice all you can practice all those shots around the green all you want. Or in your or in your rounds at home with buddies, but uh, like he said, he said after I believe Saturday's round that you know chipping out here is different. You're actually signing a scorecard yeah. at home. It doesn't matter. You get nine birdies, five bogeys. It doesn't right. matter. But out here, you're you know there's a little bit more pressure, and you know those shots will come back to him. I think. Um, but yeah, that's all rust. But you know, a cut just a couple of shots that you know the two iron on nine the recoil. And, uh, yeah, like, and he went after some balls, uh, you know, trying to drive the green on seven. Uh, he went after it. And then that, that three wood on nine on Friday was, you know, high. And stopped on a dime. It just it's crazy. Beautiful and stopped on a dime. Like, those are, those are old Tiger shots, um, things that we haven't seen in a while. And, you know, the fact that he could go after some balls and wasn't afraid to do so is a positive sign. So, you know, a good first start. But, again, it's – just the beginning. If we don't see him until Tory, you know, let's see what happens after he plays two or three tournaments in a four or five week stretch. But um, all all signs point to why didn't he do this surgery ages ago? Well, I think I think this is a pretty severe surgery. So I think this is a last resort surgery. I don't I don't think anyone really wants to. Um, you know, it's like it's like saying. Uh, you broke your finger, so let's uh, let's put your whole arm in a cast. You know that's that's what this gets right. to. So I I don't I don't think there's any real 
wisdom and saying, well, why didn't you have this before? Because I probably wasn't the first option. And you always want to go with the easier option. But mind you, he did have right. the same surgery two or possibly three times. We don't know what that third surgery was. He never really talked about it. Right. But you're right. Now that he's had this, he's back, he's healthy, he's feeling good. And uh, and I think the future looks good. Now, here's here's an interesting question. Lots of people, of course, forget the fact that, hey, Ricky Fowler won the tournament, right? 61 on Sunday and uh, pretty cool. But if you were to place a bet right now as to who would win a major in 2018 first, Tiger or Ricky, who would you put it on? Wow. I, I would I would put it on Ricky. Although that master the master scares that's, that's what I thought too, and then I thought Tiger the Tiger has proven to be able to not play and do well at the Masters, of course, because you know there are only a handful. It's why guys do it's why the same guys do well at Augusta all yep. the time. They know the course so well. Um, but I would still put my money on Ricky. I think I think Tiger. You know, you, you know it depends what he does in the first few months, but. Yeah, Augusta scares me, but I still think Ricky because I think Tiger is really limited to until he proves otherwise to what courses he can win on. I don't believe a U.S. Open is in the cards for him anymore, but the Masters definitely is. So that's the one that scares me, but uh, I'd still put my money on. It's an interesting bet, though, isn't it? I think uh, it is. It really is. Now you you sort of look at Tiger and you say, "Hmm, maybe he does have the game. Maybe he does have the temperament and the challenge and. Mm And the and the uh, the drive well, to try and get uh, well. He went major. to he went to what twenty to one now to win the Masters. I think fifteen to one. I think he's fifty. Is it fifteen I think to it's one 15. now? It started off at hundred to one. Yeah. I, so those guys who I think those guys who bought overreacting those bit, guys who bought in at hundred to one are looking pretty good. I would say. Yeah, looking really good. Yep. Um, so okay, so there's. What about you? What do you think? Who would you put your money? on? I think I would still put my money on Ricky. I think he's he's. Hmm. In more of a groove right now, you know. Tiger hasn't really played competitive golf for two years, and yes, he does know Augusta. Right. That's the only thing um, that scares me is just Augusta and how well he knows that golf course. And and yeah. I just, but I just think Ricky has four chances to win next year, and Tiger probably doesn't. Yeah, that would be my and still and Ricky still has a chance to win at the Masters too. Yeah, he's played well there. Played decently a couple of mm-hmm. times. Um, there was another interesting question on the rubber boots podcast about tiger about rubber boots whether what's he that would win. what's that you know our, our buddies james <laughs> Duffy and, and yes Puffy, they have their rubber boots podcast and their fandom question was um what do you think will happen first a tiger win or a tiger scandal Ooh, that's an interesting question where would you put your money on that one well i would think tiger win i think he, he i think he'll unless unless there's a steroids allegation yeah out there <laughs> I think we've exhausted all the tiger. He certainly, he uh, certainly, uh, you know, he's comebacks and scandals are uh, certainly in his on his resume now, for sure. Right. But yeah, I, I think uh, I think what, I would go a victory before a scandal. You know, I really do think that he will. You know, just going off of what happened and the fact that he's healthy, the health thing is the big thing for me. Is that I think he can win a few tournaments and probably break Sam Snead's PGA Tour wins, wins record, which he's three off yep. of um, at 82. But you know Jack's probably safe. But I think he'll win some tournaments. I, I do too. You know if he can play pain free like he did, you know all that stuff will get worked out. If he can practice, you know he might not be able to practice as much as he used to. 
but he'll be able to practice enough to get into to win at tournaments where you know, like you you said it on SportsCenter this week, all those you know your Tories and yeah, the four and Pebble if he wants to play it. And, I don't think he'll Bay Hill. I don't think he'll play Pebble only because of all the amateurs and the six hour rounds, and I don't think that's in his cards right now. But I would if I was to put a schedule and I put this out on Twitter, I think he'll play four events before Augusta. He said he wants to ease in, right? He doesn't want to have a heavy schedule, right. so I think he'll play Tory. He'll play at L.A., uh, he'll play uh, Honda, and he'll play Bay Hill. Those will be the four he plays right. leading into Augusta. And he doesn't necessarily like Riviera, right? He's never he's played not, well there, but like he's Riviera's he's not, the tournament he's host, never, right? Now it's he's just... Right, so he's got to right. do it. So he'll be there. He's, he's had an awful record, actually, at Riviera. Um you know he sh- he should go out and play a simpler course if he can if he can get to one. Um, you know whether he wants to go to the Career Builders or Sony Open, but you know that's a trip to Hawaii. I don't know, but I, I was I was encouraged when I heard Joey Lacava say his caddy say that his days of playing Dubai and all that are probably over. Which they got smart. Should right? I think that's smart. He doesn't need to. He need, doesn't need to sit there for nine hours, even though he's probably got the most comfortable chair in a private plane. Yeah. Um, but still, it's nine hours on a his plane. Chair, his chair is called um, a bed. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, all all you know, for most part positive. How can you not be positive about it? I know. I know we're not overreacting. Like some. You know, some were, uh, some of the reaction was a little over the top, but you know, again, the result didn't matter. Hard, it, Where he finished didn't. It's matter. hard not to get excited though when you see him play that that well. Yeah. And I think, I yeah. think the the TV numbers for Golf Channel were way up. I haven't seen the ones for NBC yet, um, and I think that's a huge boost having Tiger back because it does draw in another element of fan who might not necessarily be the hardcore golf fan. Right, no, like November golf viewing is probably not high, no. and the fact that he brought all this attention to, you know, I I know it's an exhibition tournament for pretty much, but still, people were watching golf and talking golf in November um, is a good thing. Well, here's another guy who was playing some golf in November that we uh, raised some eyebrows and said this is great. Was uh, Mike Weir? How about that at the Australian PGA? Yeah. Post a tie for fifteenth, which is his best finish since the uh, Byron Nelson runner-up in 2014, and uh, just great to see a bogey-free 67 in the final round. How about Weirzy? Yeah, the bogey-free, uh, yeah, that's massive for him. Um, I know he missed a cut at the Australian uh, Masters, I believe Australian it was. Open. Uh, Australian Open, which was the week before, but you know that was basically because he had a poor first round. His second round, I think he shot, what, 60? Yeah, he had a great first round, um, a great second round, that's right. Yeah. But was just too far behind the eight ball. But this is a, you know, for a guy that hasn't been able to find a cut or find his game, um, this is a great result for him. Uh, you know, moved him up. It moved him up the world rankings more than. Yeah, he was Woods. up some six hundred spots, right? right? Six hundred spots. <laughs> he still hasn't cracked but, the top thousand, but he's. Right. Those are basically the first points he's got, essentially. Yeah, amazing. Which is, but you know, hopefully this is something he can build on. Um, you know when he gets a the odd start here and there. Um, he's he's I told me his yeah to he's told me his plan. He's going to go over and play in South Africa now. Um, they have right. a, I don't know one or two events over there, and then he's going to come back back and he's going to play uh, Web.com tour events. So he he's right. he's got basically unlimited status there, and I think uh, he's going to make use of that. Right, and you know again bogey free round is massive, especially. You know, I, I actually saw the up and down 
on 18. I found it somewhere um, where he uh, hit a nice flop shot up there to a couple of feet and made the putt. Um, a good round, a good solid round for him. And he said he, there was more out there. He was burning edges all all Sunday. So uh, well, it's hopefully this is also a positive step for Mike Weir because he desperately needs. Well, one. if he can if he can uh, if he can get the ball in play off the tee, then I think he's going to be pretty good from there. That's been the big troublesome is off the tee. He just can't get That's that right. club face squared up. And it's it's been a tough struggle for uh, for a guy who we like, who's a friend of uh, TSN, worked on our Masters yep. broadcast a couple of years ago. So hopefully he'll have some some game. And I know he's looking ahead already to uh, to May twelfth, twenty twenty, when he turns fifty years old, and he can get joined on the That's Champions right. Tour. And the only reason I know that yeah, just keep some sort yep. of game, right? Just keep some sort yeah. of game until he turns. The only 15. reason I know that date is because he's the same date as my dad's birthday. So and Jim <laughs> Furyk, three great golfers, all born on May twelfth. Wow. There you go. Who's the be- now? Here's the question: Who's the better golfer in that threesome? Ooh, that could be interesting right now. I might put my dad up there <laughs> for yeah, f- hitting fairways. I think so. I would put my dad up there. <laughs> he hasn't missed a fairway since uh, I think 1978. That's pretty good. And before we go, uh, a little shout out to a couple of ladies who didn't quite do the job they wanted to, but they still have LPGA conditional status, and that's uh, Modemi LeBlanc, who uh, played a full tour last year and didn't quite make it go um and Brittany marshawn who's going to go up there with this kind of status for the first time essentially um two two girls with a two girls with a lot of potential right and a lot of uh a lot of game more to me i just don't understand i i, I know she gets injured a lot but mm-hmm. uh, boy she is the longest hitter on the lpga tour and i think if she could ever get a little bit more confidence in her game right she I could really have a breakout and and Brittany, i predict will be uh, be a gal that we'll see on the lpga full time before too long right she's one of those she's one of the ones coming up from the developmental program of uh, golf canada that uh, we've been excited about for a few years uh won her first won her first uh won on the pro her first pro tournament last year on the uh on the uh oh my god road to on the Symmetra. Symmetra Tour. And, which got her into a major, uh, which got her yes. into the Evian Championship. So, um, again, Brittany Marchand is one of those names to watch to join, you know, Brooke and Elena, who fight it out there every week. Macy um, Tange is also another one of those youngsters that earned uh, her status through the through the top ten on the Evolvic Race to the Card on the uh, Symmetra. So, uh, looking for the, uh... Brittany Marchand, though, you and her have something in common, Weeksy. Yes, this was this was revealed over a Twitter exchange that we were both in the same movie. We both have our IMDb credits uh, for uh, for being in the movie The Death to Smoochie. That's do you know that movie? Yes, I do. It's Robin Williams. <laughs> Robin Williams, Danny DeVito, and it was filmed in Toronto. And she was a she was I guess she was a figure skater growing up. So they they had a Smoochie was like in a big figure skating mm-hmm. like ice capades kind of deal. And she was a skating dinosaur, I think. Is that what she said? Yeah, I think that's I think what she said. said. Yeah, she was in that. She was a skating nice dinosaur. I, I was a popcorn vendor in the crowd. How many bags and, of popcorn did you sign? Or, or uh, I didn't sign any, but I ate a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, I actually watched the movie, and I stopped through the scenes where I was, and I never made the cut. So I don't I'm think I think my leg made it in. But yeah, uh, better, I never actually made it than onto most. screen. It, it could be. It could be. So, uh, but we uh, we were both. We're going to relive that. Uh, that memory when we have the uh, the crew party, uh, the ten year anniversary crew party, I think in a couple of years. So, well, it would be <laughs> or, it would be, it'd be the fifteen year fifteen or twenty year party in twenty twenty two. Yeah, 
I guess uh, I guess that's right. We'll have to, uh, have to go back. A, I believe it was a 2002 release. I think that's about right. Sounds yeah. about right. Anyway, it was taped at Maple Leaf Gardens. That's where they did all those scenes. And I remember one part, there was a big delay in the taping, and Robin Williams just came out and started doing stand-up. Like, How good off is the that? Cuff. That's amazing. It's unbelievable. And the other thing that I learned about that is how small Danny DeVito is. Yeah. Like, they, he's... He's like he's like the size of one of your kids. Yeah, I know. He they did uh, on on the TSN Instagram story for um, the MLS. They did a who's shorter, Javinko or and then a bunch of celebrities. And Danny DeVito was one of them, and he's like barely four feet. Yeah, he's Amazing. he's tiny, and unbelievable. Anyway, he was uh, he was a very nice man. I, I will say that he was very friendly. Talked to a lot of people, signed a lot of autographs, posed for uh, for some pictures. Nice there weren't really many selfies going on back those days. There was most, mostly just like real camera pictures and stuff. But anyway, Brittany and I will to. relive. Well, Brittany and I will probably be uh, signing um, posters uh, from the movie at the uh, Canadian Women's Open this year. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't wait to hear stories from that rap party in five years. Oh yeah, it was great. I wonder if she still has her dinosaur costume. Be interesting. She could play around a golf in it. And do you have your popcorn vendor's costume? I don't have it actually. It was pretty lame. Robin Williams to sign a bag. I should have done that. That would have been smart. But of course, knowing me, anyway. See, I think this is better than James Duffy actually being in Goon too. Well, it could be. I was also uh, I was also in Men with Brooms. Had a very small role in that one. Look at you. You are everywhere. See, that's it. I'm gonna ask. We have to get to get to Duffy and see how many movies he's been in. I think he might have. That's. I had another movie. I was in another TV special, and I was just in the background though. I was driving a golf cart through the background of it, and I can't remember. I can't remember even what it was. I think it was for the Hallmark Channel or something. Anyway, my wife was in a commercial for a health food store, where she was walking in the health food store, and so a friend of hers asked her asked her and another friend to go. And so they did, and her one friend didn't make it in, and she really wanted to. Oh. It, and my wife did. You could, if you see it, I, I'll send it to you. I forget what it is, Ooh. but she you can she and walks I, right across the right across the screen. It's hilarious. Well, of course, nothing nothing can really compare to the uh, the on screen presence of one of our cameramen, Dean Willers, yeah. who comes with us to the Masters every year. He was in the video for uh, Wave Babies. Yes, and uh, and plays a uh, plays a very integral part in that. That's right. In that, he's uh, wave babies. It was very good for for Dean, and I think that launched his career. Actually, I think it did. I think that's how he became a whatever he calls himself, cameraman. That's how he moved G, behind the camera, photography, whatever. That's how he. That's how he moved from in front of the camera to behind the camera. After that's that, right. <laughs> it's almost as good. It could be better, just a little bit better than. When you and our other cameraman Mark Millett were right behind Jack Nicholas at the President's Cup in '05, <laughs> when Chris DeMarco right. sank the winning putt, turned around to find Jack, and on the there reverse angle, when Chris DeMarco turns around, Jack pushes you guys out of the way, right? Yeah, to get you're standing through. behind he's us. Standing that's behind right. you guys, <laughs> pushed it, went through, and that's the same. And then moments later, after that, I walked up on the green with the microphone and the camera running, and I said. To Tiger Woods, he says, Tiger, can I have a quick comment? And he goes, no. <laughs> Just walked away. <laughs> One of the uh, many times that I've been shunned by Tiger Woods. But yeah. You're anyway. not the first. Not the first, Great. not the last. Our, our many on-screen moments uh, that will live down in history. That's um, I guess that's it. I uh, guess we're going to cruise into Christmas. We'll probably do something next week. Maybe we yeah, can maybe do some, maybe uh, the best golf can... Christmas uh, presents you've ever received or something like that. Ooh, that's a good one. 
Because I, I like got a real. I got a new A wedge last year that I really did. Liked. You yeah, like that Cleveland mm. one that I've been using. It's yeah, a gap yeah. wedge. I love it. That's pretty good. When did, did you ever get the square driver for Christmas? No, not a Christmas present. That was not a Christmas no. present, but that is a money club. Okay. If you guys are looking for a good gift idea and you can find a square Sasquatch, get it straight, straight as an arrow. <laughs> All right, that's it for this time. I am Run, and I am Bump. We'll talk to you again. <laughs>